Welcome in, everybody. It's what we do every week here on 710 ESPN Seattle. It's time to get in the cage. It's brought to you by the Emerald Queen Casino, and it is a pleasure to speak to this man who will be in action. You're going to watch him on Friday night, PFL in action, and the one, the only, Lance Palmer is who we're talking to right now on the Issaquah Pest Control Hotline. Lance, how are you, man? Doing well. Just uh, in Atlantic City right now, just kind of getting the getting the rest of the weight down and getting ready to weigh in tomorrow morning so we're we're getting down to the wire here well you know it's interesting as as we do these interviews over the years they they the media guys always set up the week of the weight cut for you guys which i find to be unfair and and often i'll hear it in their voice you're you're dragging you're like I, the last thing i want to do is talk to the media i'm i'm starving to death you sound like you're doing okay how how's the weight cut going for you it's going well. My body's feeling good and, uh, you know, just doing things the right way is, you know, you just control what you can control. And part of the weight cut is, is discipline and dieting leading up to the fight week. So it's basically, you know, everything leads up to this week. So I've done everything right up to this point. My weight's good. And, uh, you know, tonight we just squeeze off the last little bit of weight and uh, weigh in in the morning. What, what do you walk around at? Um, I'm around 164, 165, and uh, I guess you could say off season, but I don't really have an off season. It's mainly just whether I'm in fight camp or not. So I usually I usually start about 20 pounds out, and throughout the eight to 10 weeks, I slowly bring it down. Okay, so that's I mean that's boy I've talked to fighters who they feel like if they're within twelve pounds or thirteen pounds the week of they feel great and I'm thinking man that is a lot of weight to cut in a week but sounds like you're already yeah I mean you're already close yeah, to it most in, of the time. Well, yeah, I mean I come into fight week uh, around fifteen over, so that sounds about right for most people because you kind of start start about 15 over and most fighters will do like a water loading process that helps your body uh fl- start flushing water so the more you sweat the more your body will give you and it doesn't hold water when you get down to the last few pounds has it changed for you as you've gotten i mean you're certainly not old by any stretch you're 33 years old but mm-hmm. as you've gotten older that's 34. one thing other other fighters oh 34 excuse me uh but other fighters have, have told me that you know as they've gotten older yeah it gets a little bit harder i've got to, i've got to prepare a little sooner has that changed at all for you as you've gotten older i think it's been the same to be honest um i started working in 2018 with uh Sam Calavita at the training lab and he's helped me a lot with um just basically he's a mathematician and scientist and he basically has an algorithm for what I need to start my fight week at and how much water to drink per day and uh the entire weight cut process he's there remotely um going over the whole thing with me so I've been working with him over the last three years, and it's helped me a lot, but the weight cut still is a little difficult. And I wrestled 149 in college, so I barely cut any weight when I wrestled in college. But as you get older, you gain a little bit and put on a little bit more man muscle as you grow older. And I think (laughs) uh, it definitely gets a little more difficult to squeeze those last few pounds out, that's for sure. Hey, what what was 2020 like for you? I've had a chance to speak to a number of different fighters who who handled that time off 
uh, in different ways. Other, you know, some really just tearing apart their game and looking at their weaknesses and really working on those. Others that felt like, hey, I, it's just a chance for my body to heal. I really just didn't push myself. I let all these nagging injuries heal up. Others were chomping at the bit, could not wait to get in the cage, almost in a camp the whole time. What? How did you treat 2020? Um, I think it was, uh, for me, I have a couple other businesses outside of fighting. And so I was growing those and, and focusing on those things and, um, you know, taking that time to try and put my focus towards that because when I'm fighting, I can't really put a lot more effort that I want into those other things. So that was time I had for that, but also I wanted to be fighting. I mean, that was the prime of my career and, you know, the, I was on an 11 fight win streak at the, at the time, but it was nice to have the time off. And I mean, I had 11 fights in two years. So it was one of those things where it was nice to have the time off, but also even one fight or, you know, two fights that year would have been nice just to get my body back into the swing of things and, and stay active. So there was, there was positives and negatives to the whole thing. I mean, I definitely took the positives and ran with them but there's definitely a lot of negatives that went with not being able to fight that whole time and pfl was probably the only organization that didn't fight the entire year yeah and i i I read and and heard different interviews with you and in terms of you know how how that interaction went down and i'll ask you about that in a moment but i'm just curious you know, when you did get back in the cage, you got in April of this year against Bubba Jenkins, you lose the decision. Some fighters believe in cage rust, some don't. Did you feel rusty? Did you feel like there there was an impact from not fighting that year? No, it wasn't. There wasn't anything to do with the cage at all. It was just, I didn't want to be there. It was, um, I had a daughter in February and then I had to leave basically right after that to start my camp and try and get into camp for a fight for april 23rd and then a 17-day quarantine uh because pfl decided to do this stuff in new jersey which wasn't open at the time so we were quarantined to a certain part of the hotel for 17 days and away from my new daughter and there was just a lot of things outside of the fight that um kept my attention and uh to be honest when i got to the arena for the fight i really just didn't want to be there i just wanted to go home and hang out with the family. So um, I didn't feel like I was in a fight. So that's what, that was weird about it. I came back to the, came back up to the room after the fight and I already had all my stuff packed up before the fight because I was, that's where my mind was. I was ready to go home. I mean, my coaches helped me load up my truck and I drove back home because I train in New Jersey, but I live in Ohio. So I always drive to training. So I only had to drive an hour to uh, Atlantic city for the fight. And uh, so after that 17-day quarantine and after that fight, I got in my truck and drove home that night, and I was home by 9 a.m. So it wasn't really about the fight or ring rust or anything. I just wasn't there mentally. Wow, that's that's really interesting. Now, when you in a normal time, uh, you know, circumstances being completely different, when you're about to walk out for a fight, is there is there nerves? I've talked to you know, like Cowboy Cerrone's the guy who's told me multiple times in the dressing room for that walkout. He's sitting there asking himself, "What am I doing? What am I doing? Why am I doing this? I don't want to do this anymore." Like there's a there's a natural fear and anxiousness that goes along with it. Is that typically where you're at? How how are you feeling generally when you're coming? In, you're you're getting ready for the walkout. Yeah, usually you get that hype and you get that um, nervousness and you're excited. And I didn't have any of that. I was just like, all right, well, let's get this over with so I can go home. It wasn't 
wasn't mm. any uh there was no excitement for me to go in the cage and fight. And it could have been anybody. It, it didn't really have anything to do with the opponent, to be honest. I never really focus on my opponent anyway. So it wasn't anything of the opponent or, you know, the circumstances. It was more of just being there for 17 days and not being able to, you know, be able to raise my daughter at such a young age and help out at home. And my wife was there by herself and there was just, my focus wasn't on the fight. My focus was on, you know, making sure that things were okay back home and, and wanting to be back home. And it was just bad timing, to be honest. And you can't control the timing of when your child is born or, you know, when things happen. I mean, Anthony Pettis just had a baby last week or last weekend, and, you know, he's back in here. But at least we're only here for fight week. We didn't have to do another quarantine. Right. Right. So now you were supposed to fight couple of weeks ago and that obviously yep. got changed you're now fighting uh this friday again for people uh just tuning in uh pfl happening this friday lance palmer will be back in action but uh what what was that are you are you healthy or are you dealing with an injury an illness how what was the the situation behind that yeah i'm healthy i was uh i was leading up to the fight i was on some antibiotics and um leading up to fight week i still wanted to fight but um, they took it as a precaution basically. And knowing that they still had these two other, uh, fight cards coming up, they were able to pull me off. And I think my opponent actually had an injury. And so it kind of worked out well to where we were both able to have each other as an opponent for this week instead. Now, are those feelings back? I want to be in the cage. I feel that anxiousness. I feel that nervousness. Or are you still trying to gent or does that not happen until the night of the fight? No, I'm excited. It's, I think this time it's exciting because I'm fighting an opponent that people know of. Um, when I was fighting two weeks ago, I was supposed to fight a guy who really wasn't known. And for me at this point in my career, it's not about fighting to to rack up wins. I've got plenty of wins. I, w- I want to beat guys who are, who are you know, either undefeated or guys who are well-known or, or fights that the fans want to see. I just don't want to... I'm not trying to just get fights under my belt at this point. I mean, I had 26 fights as a professional at this point for me, it's about fighting the best guys and proving that I'm the best. So going out there and fighting a guy like Mobley is, uh, exciting for me because one, his record is really great. And, and two, he's a, you know, he's a great opponent matchup wise. So stylistically at two, I think it's a great fight. Now, if for for the casual fans that don't know the way the PFL works, there's a postseason to it. You've got to earn points and everything. And as you sit right now, I believe, if I'm accurate, you would need a first-round finish to earn enough points to advance into the postseason. Otherwise, that could be the end of your time in the PFL. Do I have that correct? Uh, yeah, first or second-round finish. And, uh, I mean, it's, to me, it doesn't really matter as far as finishes go. I just want to – Get back in the winner's circle. I mean, I've won it twice, and this year's a little different as, you know, the formatting goes, like the only having the four-man bracket for the playoffs and doing the, the finals in October instead of the on New Year's Eve. And it just doesn't feel the same as the first two seasons did, the way that they're running it. So, I mean, for me, it's mainly just get out there and, and get this win and hopefully get a finish on this guy. And if I get in the playoffs, that's great. But if not, um that's great too i finished i can finish this season on a win and uh you know figure out 
negotiations to either stay with PFL or go elsewhere. So either way, it's it's a good thing for me. Well, and the interesting thing about this, and again, if I've got it right, if it, you know you you get that finish, you get into the postseason, you're still in line to claim your third league championship, another million dollar prize, but that would also roll your contract over for another season, correct? Depending on if you make the finals or not, and what you negotiate when you're in the finals, basically. Okay. All right, because it, it yeah, sounds like it's it a can, it's a catch twenty two. You you could you could win and you could win money and everything's great, but it also would extend the contract. And it sounds like there are unresolved issues between the PFL and, and yourself. And is that something that hangs over your head? Is it hard not to to look at that or fo- have that in the back of your mind? Do you just let your your representation handle that? How do you how do you approach that when there's a dispute? Yeah, well, it's on both sides. My representation. Uh, as my manager didn't really handle it last year, like he said he was going to do. And then I got a lawyer and he was going to handle everything and we have the paperwork and everything worked out. But then if you're in contract, you have to go through arbitration, which can take a couple of years. And during that time, they say I'm still in contract. So I basically would just be sitting for two years while arbitration happens. Cause obviously they wouldn't let me fight if I do that. So finishing out my contract and then being able to file a regular lawsuit is definitely an easier option when it comes down to the two, because, um, with the things that went down last year and, you know, you, them saying the pandemic was a natural disaster and use the force majeure and stuff like that. It, it isn't true. If you look at it on the law side of it, um, the pandemic isn't a natural disaster when it's a virus or, you know, however, whatever they classify COVID as. So the, you know, the breaches of contract are still active uh, from last year. So technically I wouldn't have had to fight this season, but I still wanted to, you know, fight the season and make it right and, and, you know, end this part of my contract and then go from there. But yeah, you're right. There's no, Nothing has been resolved on their end with the whole situation from last year, so that's kind of where I stand with it. Has there been a goal in mind, you know, before you you wrap up your career, like, hey, I, w- I want to fight in Bellator, I want to fight in the UFC, I want I want that that spotlight or that stage. Is that something that's important to you? Yeah, my goal has always been to fight for a UFC title. When I first started fighting and training with Uriah Faber in Sacramento, California. I had a, my college laptop and on the background, I put a UFC belt up as the background photo and it's still the background photo on that computer that I have. So it's, it's always going to be my goal. I mean, I've won the PFL tournament twice. I was a two time, uh, world series of fighting champion before it turned into PFL, uh, with the likes of Justin Gaethje and Marlon Marias who have fought for titles in the UFC. I mean, it's, uh, I know that it's something that is possible. It's just depends on timing. And obviously I don't want to wait too long because I don't want to fight forever. Well, and, and you just touched on my, my next question is, have you said a, a, some, some people have an age in mind. Some people have a number of fights in mind in terms of what they want to reach before they call it a career. Have you put any markers out there, whether it's age, whether it's a, a fight with a particular fight, anything that you, you look at as a marker? Well, obviously a UFC title or being able to try and uh, compete for a UFC title is one, but 35 was my original age that I wanted to be done. But 
um, with COVID happening and not getting to fight last year, that basically took a whole year. So, you know, we're just going to play it by ear. And I feel great physically, mentally. Uh, my brain health is good. I don't take too much damage in fights. So I feel like I still have a lot left in the tank. I just need to keep improving and, and getting better and obviously getting these wins as I go. So I think the things will happen. I can't force things to happen, but I know that if I do everything the way I've been doing it, uh, I could set myself up for that position that I want to be in. Hey, last thing before I let you go on this, and you you mentioned earlier that you don't really focus on your opponent. So does that mean coming into this fight with Mobley that you don't you don't really watch tape? You you let your trainers watch the tape and devise a game plan, or how much focus do you actually put on the strengths and weaknesses of the guy that's across from you in that cage? Well, I know what he does, and I watch film on him, but I don't focus on every practice being, hey, he's going to do this, hey, he's going to do this. It's it's like, okay, if he does this, I'm going to, I'm going to counter with this, or I'm going to implement my game plan first and be first. And then if he does something to counter off of that, then we go off of that. It's never, um, I know exactly what he's going to do. And I know his game plan based off of his past fights, but I don't dwell on my opponent's strengths or weaknesses leading up to a fight. I see what they do. I watch film, and then my coaches, uh, they'll direct our training sessions, you know, around what we need to work on for me to win the fight, not for me to uh, counter his offense, basically. Well, looking forward to the fight. PFL 6 happening on Friday. Lance Palmer has been our guest. Lance, it's a, it's a pleasure to watch you fight. I'm glad I finally had a chance to catch up with you and, and have a conversation with you. I wish you nothing but the best in this one and all negotiations moving forward, and hopefully we get a chance to talk again down the road. Thanks so much. Thank you. I appreciate you having me.